Welcome. Welcome to Wake Up To The Word. Yes, you are welcome. Thank you, our studio audience. That does not exist. We are coming to you deep from the bowels of the Marchdale Communication Complex. And it is Friday. Friday. Yes, it is Friday. And uh, we are uh, coming to you uh, sponsored by Barky's RV Rentals. You can uh, go to www.barkyrvrental.com. And uh, if you are camping locally, we uh, Barky's RVs will deliver to your site and pick up. So all you have to do is enjoy your vacation. So uh, go to the website, look at the camper, and uh, let us know. So that's our sponsor. And um, <clears throat> we are here today and finishing up our third quarter uh, Bible reading plan sheet. You should have received or gotten your next one, which will begin on Monday, um, technically Sunday. But um, yes, this is the final reading, uh, New Testament reading, and uh, started something new when I have um, uh, something to offer you in Jeff's stack of stuff. I will be drinking from the Jeff's stack of stuff coffee mug that, uh, for that episode. So we do have something. So I have the coffee mug and, uh, the coffee of the week has been, uh, Green Mountain Nantucket Medium Blend. And uh, I know I always say I love the coffees. This one's okay. All right. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not great. It doesn't bowl you over, but it's okay. It is kind of mild. So, um, but if you like that, that might be the coffee for you. So that is the coffee of the week. So we're coming in on Friday, still being heard in seven countries and uh, we are coming up, uh, we've, we've eclipsed uh, 1,800 views, and uh, we are continuing on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, watching and sharing. We love that you, that you share with us. And um, we have, <coughs> excuse me, clearing my throat. Uh, thought I had something else up here. Oh, yes, the, uh, your, uh, your new, I got the new Bible reading plan is here. And if you uh, go to uh, wakeuptotheword.org, you can sign up to get the reading plan mailed to you each quarter. Uh, but if you do not have that, I'm asking you, please go sign up and we'll send, you it, send it right to you. Uh, but if you do not, you can also go to Wake Up To The Word and scroll down to Jeff's stack of stuff. The very first thing you see is the chronological reading plan. You can click on that and you'll get a PDF and you can print that out for yourself. Or... You can go to lifecoastchurch.org or lifecoast.org and uh, you can go to growth and you'll see Wake Up to the Word right there. And there is a PDF of our reading plan because it is our church's Bible reading plan as well. So you can uh, go to that. So uh, those are all your options. There's no excuse not to have a Bible reading plan because there's plenty of options for you to get it. So... Uh, we are in uh, New Testament, Matthew 27. We have a question that came in. Um, 
That's not part of our uh, Jeff's stack of stuff, but it is, um, it is, uh, we do have a good question, and we're going to talk about that. S lots of stuff, that's why you only have one chapter, one chapter on Friday, uh, because it is um, <coughs> quite involved. Alrighty, so, we ready? Mm, let's get her. All right, here we go. So Jesus is delivered over to Pilate. And uh, when morning came, all the chief priests, the elders, the people uh, took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. Okay, so we got some cool things going on. And that's just <clears throat> getting us started. Here's, uh, here's what I'm going to offer, okay? Um, we're going to go through multiple chapters which is probably going to take us all the way into all the way through October uh and the beginning of November and so when we finally get through all of that I'm going to do a, a, a bonus a bonus uh, wake up to the word and I'm going to walk chronologically through that passion week okay and uh, <clears throat> we'll have some something in the Jeff's stack of stuff uh, for you to follow along. Because uh, chronologically to see what that Passion Week looked like. And uh, we did this at our, uh, our uh, Word on Wednesday teaching last Passion Week. <clears throat> and we walked through the whole thing. Big, gigantic board presentation. And so I think you'll enjoy it. But I want to get through all of this first. And then do the bonus one. Then when Passion Week comes, I can refer people to the bonus episode. Okay, so let me let me uh, get that. We're going to get all through this because it goes through all the different uh, books, all the go different Gospels are doing, uh, are, are doing this at the same time. And they're hitting different aspects of it. <clears throat> and we're going to bop around a little bit. So... Uh, I'll put all that together, and we'll we'll go through that Passion Week and what happened and uh, timing, and uh, I have a little not me personally uh, alone, but uh, th that would always be a question. But there is quite a large growing camp number that does not have the re the, the the death and burial of Christ uh, on the same day, and there's great biblical reasons for that, and that's what I'll present on that. So. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it too. So, <clears throat> but right now, Judas, we're coming up to Judas and he is going to, um, <clears throat> Judas is going to throw back the money when Judas, uh, uh, his, be his betrayer, Judas, his betrayer, uh, saw Jesus was condemned. He changed his mind and brought back the third piece of silver, the chief priests and the elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Uh, and they say, what is that to us? So he threw the, threw the piece of 30 pieces of silver down and he went and hanged himself. Now I've always, I've always held to this, that there is a, uh, parallel, uh, and a, uh, opposing, um, options viewpoint coming here between Judas and Peter. And we're going to get Peter's part later. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Judas's now. This right here 
Judas's part right here shows that he was partially of a repentant mind. Okay? He had a repentant mind. And that means his mind changed. He, his, he changed his mind. Um, uh, he betrayed Ju Jesus, and when he saw that he was condemned, he brought back the money. He threw the money down, did an action, a repentant action, and he recognized his sin. I have sinned by betraying an innocent blood. He recognized his sin. What he didn't do is go before Jesus and and uh, make it right with Christ. That's what he didn't do. What Peter did, which we'll see later, is made it right with Christ. I think the option was there. He took, if you want to say, the easy way out. He took, he killed himself rather than coming to Jesus and confessing. Now, I'm not saying that would have been an easy thing, uh, probably a hard thing, but not for anybody. If anybody's contemplating what Judas did, I'm going to beg you, come to Jesus, like Peter did. Come to Jesus, repentant. I I'm, I'm ready to give my life over to you, because he's willing to forgive. Peter denied him. Peter denied him three times. Judas betrayed him, and it started a repentant process, started to turn back, but then cut it short and, and, and gave up on the process. And so uh, I'm encouraging anyone, if, you, if you're that low, don't get that low that you can't continue in the process. Um, so uh, as we come down, uh, the uh, there's an interesting uh, thing that happens there. They don't want the money, um, and they... They uh, purchase a field, and uh, so they took the council. Uh, so, so the council was, uh, I have sinned. So they, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my place back. Um, but the chief priest, this is verse 6, but the chief priest taking a piece of the silver said, taking the pieces of silver said, it's not lawful to put them into the treasury since it's blood money. Uh so, you know, they, they would only go so far, uh, like their hands weren't dirty. Um, uh, so they bought uh, Potter's Field as a burial place for strangers. And there that field has been called the Field of Blood to this day, to the day that when it was written. When was, when, then was fulfilled what has been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set and some of the sons of Israel and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed as the Lord directed me um so uh where's the uh then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah saying okay this is uh where our stack of stuff comes in um as I was looking for the the Isaiah reference, I mean the Jeremiah reference, whether it was in uh, uh, Lamentations or, or Jeremiah or whatever it was, I couldn't find it. Uh, the cross-reference, and if you have a Bible, you might find this cross-reference. It's actually Zechariah 11, 
uh, 12 through 13. So was Matthew writing it? Was he wrong? Did he make a mistake? Is there an error here in the Bible? And that is really interesting when you come to things like this and you go, okay, why would he say Jeremiah when it's in Zechariah? And that uh, that was a little confusing. So he did a little research and uh, found out that there's uh, several possibilities to this, which, which, uh, which keep it in the flow of Scripture. So that's a cool thing. Uh, the first one is that um, <clears throat> the way the Old Testament the Old Testament was put together was they wrote in scrolls, which which you're aware of, and they wrote in scrolls. So uh, and lots of times as they wrote these scrolls and put them together, uh, the scroll was referred to as whatever the first prophet's name that appeared on it. So a lot of times there was multiple prophet writing on one scroll, but they called it the scroll of whoever was first. So it's entirely possible and probable that there was a scroll that had Jeremiah first and Zechariah was also written within that scroll. So it was the scroll of Jeremiah, but written by the prophet. Zechariah. Okay, so that's <clears throat> one possibility. Another possibility, which uh, uh, I think is is uh, could be uh, highly possible, is that as as the scribes as were duplicating uh, the Greek text, and uh, that's that's um, part of the uh, probabilities. Uh, the word for uh, Jeremiah is uh, Iriu, 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 um, and the word for Zechariah is Zeriu. And so there's only one letter difference. It's an I and a Z uh, in, in, uh, in, in Greek, Yoda and, and, uh, and, uh, I'm having a mental block. <clears throat> so, uh, Zed. So, uh, the the if the if the Z was not written well, it could have looked like a like a like a Yoda. So that would have made it Jeremiah. So that those are the two possibilities. Either one it makes it perfectly understandable that Matthew didn't get it wrong. He either was quoting from the scroll or a later transcription translated it. Uh, in, uh, from Greek into English wrong. So that's a possibility. Or translated it from Greek to Greek wrong, misidentifying the first letter of the word. And so that's the possibility. So these are things that come up as you read scripture and doing a little digging so you have answers for them is important. So now Jesus goes before Pilate. And uh, let's see how we doing on time. Jesus goes before Pilate. We're doing good. <clears throat> Uh, and, uh, the Jews bring him as you, the King of the Jews. And he says, uh, that's what you say basically. And, uh, and, and, but he, then he didn't give any answers as he's being charged and, and they don't, they don't know what to do with that. He's, he's just not answering to it. Then they get to the point of the feast where the governor can release someone, uh, a tradition where someone can, uh, can release someone and the people get to choose. And so, uh, he offers 
we know the story. Jesus or he offers Barabbas. Here's the, the, the coolest thing ever. And if you've never noticed this, I want to point it out. Um, uh, Barabbas is a, is a Hebrew name. And if you understand Hebrew, it's, uh, his name is basically two names put together. Bar and Abba. Uh, and so uh, Abba you may have recognized. Bar you may have recognized. Put them together and they say something. Okay, Bar means son or son of. And Abba means father. And so basically what the option was for the people... Do you want to release this son of God, this son of the father, or do you want to re release this son of the father? And uh, holy cow, what, 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 it, and that this would be the name is you can't look at that and say that's a coincidence. So you have the option to release the son of the father. And so uh, just, just an incredible uh, poignant part of how God has put this all together. And we know that the chief priests, uh, if you look at verse 20, the chief priests persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. It's not just about releasing one. It's about they wanted the destruction of the other. And they point out even earlier that, you see, he's he's not denying. He's not denying that he says this. So <clears throat> you don't need any more proof. So they delivered Jesus over to be crucified. Um, and Pilate says those famous words, uh, I wash my hands of this. And we still use that to this day as he washed his hands. I'm innocent of this blood. <coughs> Boy. And the soldiers uh, took Jesus. They mocked him. Um, they they uh, put a scarlet robe on him or a purple robe. And uh, they mocked him, and they said, Hail, King King of the Jews. And then they um, brought him to the place uh, of Golgotha. They tried to give him the vinegar, the wine mixed with uh, gall. It's a vinegar, wine and vinegar. And, uh, and then it says they cast lots to divide up his garments. And uh, if you don't know the reference there, that is in Psalm twenty-two, eighteen, where there's a psalm. Um, that's pretty amazing that talks about, um, I actually kind of reference it in my message this Sunday from Hebrews. So it's a Psalm 22 is a, a really cool Psalm, um, because it is very, uh, very pointed. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to it so I can read some of it for you. I don't want to lose my place. So, oh, that's 42. Now I went really too far. Psalm 22. Excuse my uh, delays. I should have had a bookmark. Um, so Psalm 22. Um, I'm going to start off. Uh, uh, 14. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melting within my breast. My strength is dried up like a, like a potsherd. <clears throat> my tongue sticks to my jaw. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers doers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. 
They divide my garments among them, and for my clothes they cast lots. Oh my goodness. That is unbelievable. Um, and just before that, in uh, 12 and 13, many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. Here's something that you're probably not going to pick up on. The bulls of Bashan is a reference to demons, okay? Uh, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. That's a demonic reference from Mount Hermon, uh, which we would know from Matthew 16 as the gates of hell that Jesus referred to. And uh, this is uh, where Baal was worshipped in Second Kings, and this is that place, that gates of hell place. And so there's a demonic presence there that's from there, and they are surrounding Jesus. This is uh, a psalm that's... Uh, that is prophetic to what will be going on when Jesus is at the cross. So picture that, picture that in your mind, <clears throat> these rebelling beings, rebelling spiritual beings uh, are surrounding him because they believe that they've had a victory here. Uh, this is an intense scene. It is probably more intense than we ever give it credit for because it's not just about the physical abuse. It's not just about the whipping and the beating. It's not just about the crown of thorns on his head. It's not just about being forced to carry a cross. It's not just about the nails in his hands and his feet. It's not just about the spear going into his side. It's about the demonic oppression that was happening as the sin is poured on him and poured on him and poured on him that belongs to us. That is unbelievable. It is intense. This is the most intense time that our world has ever seen because it encompassed both the physical and the spiritual. Um, and the two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left, and those who passed by derided him, uh, wagging their heads and saying, uh, you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself if you're the son of, son of God. Come down from the cross. And the chief priests and scribes mocked him. <clears throat> and as we go through this little portion, the only thing it says is, uh, he trusted in God, let God deliver me now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Um, and, and that's not him saying it. It's uh, them saying he said it. So a <clears throat> uh, question came in this morning on this portion of scripture 44. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. So it does not say that one of them turned to him and... Uh, and he uh, offered paradise to them. Well, that's only in one gospel. Uh, the other three gospels do not. It's only in the gospel of Luke. Is the only place that that is mentioned. Uh, Luke 23, uh, 42 through 43 is, uh, Today you will be with me in paradise, I tell you this day. Uh, the other three gospels don't mention it. They all just say that he mocked him. They mocked him. So uh, why is that? What, what's, what's going on there? Why aren't they in sync? <clears throat> so the truth is that the one robber probably did mock him before repenting of it 
before having a revelation that he's Jesus, he's the Christ. And so uh, that probably did happen. Um, but Matthew, I mean Luke, who records, and we'll get to that one on, uh, when will we get to it? Uh, two weeks. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, but but we but Luke records it, but Matthew does not. Why? Maybe Matthew didn't stay around the whole time, and that's that's very much uh, what we understand. And Luke's account is not an eyewitness account. He went to the witnesses, so he probably talked with Mary. He probably talked with uh, the other ladies who hung around, and we'll 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 read about that. Um the ladies that stayed there, he probably got a broader scope of eyewitnesses because we know that the apostles didn't hang around. So Matthew, uh, who was an eyewitness, and John, who was an eyewitness, they probably didn't hang out. They didn't hang around. Mark was not an eyewitness, and neither was Luke. So when you look at eyewitness accounts and recorded accounts, to understand that this is a true document, that this is truly, um, that God gave us uh, his word, uh, people recorded what they actually saw, okay? Now, in some cases, they recorded what they were told, and that's fine too, but I've been in law enforcement, I've had to take statements, I've had to write reports, very rarely, you get the same information from two different people. It doesn't mean they contradict, but one person focuses on one thing, another person focuses on another thing, and they tell you what they saw. So it's entirely possible, and I fully believe, Matthew never saw the second thief repent and come before Jesus and get promised paradise. John never saw the other thief do his turnaround. Mark wasn't there. He definitely didn't see it. So, um, but Luke did his due diligence and did the research and talked with all the people who stayed from the beginning all the way to the end. So that is more of a confirmation of scripture as opposed to a contradiction of scripture. I hope that answers your question there, James, who sent the question in. Good question. Love the questions. Send them in. I'll answer them if I can. So, uh, uh, death of Jesus, um, three hours, uh, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, uh, which is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, forsaken me? That's an important. That's an important statement. In that, uh, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is separation from God. That's what death is: separation from God. So, <clears throat> our penalty was separation from God. Jesus took the penalty, and we know without those words, we don't know if it actually happened. But with those words, Jesus himself is speaking the fact that there was separation between God the Father and God the Son. Why have you forsaken me? 
And uh, bystanders thought he was crying out for Elijah, but what he was doing was confirming the debt has been paid. That is unbelievable. The debt is paid. Um, And Jesus cried out in a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split, and the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and they came out of the tomb, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many. And then the centurions, seeing all this, uh, as I've been told, you can look from Golgotha, and the tomb... The, the burial area is a, is a hillside. So the, the centurion would have been watching these graves opening up and people walking into the city. I mean, it been night of the living dead. And, uh, and he says, truly, this was the son of God. Um, so people ask questions about this all the time. And, and uh, this is uh, one of those things, these people... Uh, came alive. I don't know how long they lived, uh, but they came alive and went into the holy city and probably told people like, Jesus is, is the resurrection uh, is, is about to occur and uh, letting them, letting them know. But there was a disturbance in the, in the afterlife, in the, the realm of Sheol, a portal opened and uh, Christ went in, some came out and, uh, uh, you, there's so many directions to go on this, and uh, uh, you could do your own research, and that'd be cool. Uh, it, there's there's so much to look at here, um, but there's so few answers in Scripture that describe why this happened. All we know is that Christ entered the realm of death, and uh, it leaked. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's not me the. The, the the weirdest way to put it. Oh, you didn't didn't like that. Okay, no, we didn't like we didn't like that. It leaked. All right, <laughs> but uh, they, they these people came out and went into the city. Uh, just just uh, amazing. And the veil ripping from top to bottom is there's so much symbolism in that. And uh, um, in that there's a there's a veiled presence of God, and now the the presence of God is is no longer veiled. We get an opportunity to come into the holy of holies uh, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit that indwells us, through the sacrifice of Jesus. So much going on there, <clears throat> and and then the fifty five. I alluded to this a little bit earlier. There were also women there. Uh, looking from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among were Mary, uh, Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Joseph, and the mother of sons of Zebedee. So there was all these women that watched the entire, uh, the entire crucifixion, and uh, that's where I think Luke got his information of the entirety of the conversation between the thieves and Jesus, and uh, that's why that was reported. In only his gospel. Uh, Jesus is buried. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea comes and takes him. And Mary Magdalene and Mary were there uh, with him. So they're there the whole time. That's recorded. Um, Now here's something I picked up that I'd never noticed before. I love it when that happens. Uh, Keeps me digging. Uh, The next day, uh, 
that is the day after preparation. That's going to come up in the bonus episode, what that means. Uh, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how this imposter, this is the Pharisees now, okay? The chief priests and the Pharisees. We remember how this imposter, while he was still alive, after three days, said, After three days, I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell people. He has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. So they're still calling Jesus a fraud. And Pilate says, you, you have a guard of soldiers. Go make it secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. The chief priests and the Pharisees were the ones that placed the guards around the tomb. I never noticed that before. Uh, I always thought it was Pilate who did it. I always thought it was um, it was uh, him who set the guards. It wasn't. Pilate gave the guards to the chief priests and Pharisees so they could place them. They could put them up in that place. So uh, that's, uh, that's uh, an, uh, just an interesting little fact, that, that factoid that's there. So that's awesome. We're going to leave it right there. So glad you joined us for Wake Up to the Word. We went over a little bit, but not too bad. Uh, we're glad you're here. And uh, come on out Sunday. Uh, some bald guy is speaking at Life Coast. Uh, very excited. Continuing our Hebrews series. And we would love to have you if you live in the Palm Coast area or Flagler County. We meet at Matanzas High School Auditorium at 1030 every Sunday. We are in the book of Hebrews. You'll love it. Come on out. Join the family of God. That is Life Coast Church. See you soon. Stay in the word. Love you guys so much.